0: Howdy listeners from coast to coast,
1: the Gulf to Canada and around the globe. Read Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. And here we are going into March of 2024. And ain't it a mess out there? There are some bright spots, but you kind of got to look for them. Today, we're going to continue our series on how they're trying to take your private property rights. You will be happy and you'll own nothing. Yes. The last three weeks, I kind of gave you a definition of overall property rights. And then we went into what they're doing with federal lands and what blue states are doing with state lands because that's the top of the inverted pyramid. The wide base, you know, up in the air, the point at the bottom. The point is your front door. The wide base is how they get to it, where they start. And then we went over what they're doing with federal lands, and then, last week, we went over what they're doing with private lands. All the little things. You know, the attack is insidious. It's the slow boil of the frog. They attack the utility of your property. They attack the economics of your property, until you either can't afford to own it, or you get disgusted and don't want to own. It. And then, of course, it's the smart city for you, where you can bicycle to everything and live in your little cubicle which they'll rent to you and won't it be fun and you can eat insects at the local store now you folks may think I'm crazy you may think I'm you know one of those conspiracy theorists well all the quote-unquote conspiracy theories this show has brought you over the years have all there is no exception turned out to be true every single one and I might add in many cases years in advance Of anyone, or just about anyone, and certainly the entirety of the so-called mainstream media, which is really the state's media. You know, ABC, NBC, you name it, they are merely the Pravda of the United States and the Western world, the BBC. So today we're going to move down the pyramid, just as they plan to. You know my compression theory. As they move down the inverted pyramid and they get control of each level and they screw with your utility and they screw with your economics in terms of your private property, and I'm talking primarily about real estate, but it really applies to any private property. Once they consolidate their control at that level, they move to the next level down the pyramid. And the next level down the pyramid from the ones we've been discussing, and this show doesn't have the time to cover everything you need to do your own research. I think when you're done, you will agree 100% with my theory but the level we're going to talk about today is what they're going to do to, shall we say, screw with your utility and your economics on your small acreage. Last week, we were talking really about more rural properties and ranches and farms, etc. This week, we're talking about, hey, you, the guy in suburbia who has the quarter of an acre lot or the folks who live, quote unquote, in town, in your townhomes, you know, with your little condominium area around it. I'm not deriding that at all. Everybody gets to live the way they want, in the manner they want, in whatever they want. And it is that right the right to own any private property in any location that you wish, that is the right they are attacking. In fact, it's more basic than that. They're attacking the whole concept of private property because to them, all property on the planet is theirs, not yours. And that is their ultimate goal, to achieve their belief, where all property is theirs, not yours. If you missed the previous shows on private property, I urge you to listen to them on therightsideradio.com, lots of different podcast outlets, you <laughs> great archives. You can type it in in the search bar on that site and come up with everything and all sorts of great pages, COVID, COVID litigation, Ukraine history, you name it. I mean, that go into depth. Click on the link and uh, you can spend days reading what the producers have on that website. In some cases, like COVID and COVID jabs and all that nonsense, it might be one of the best compendiums of information from all sorts of different sources, international, national, pro, con, you name it, on the web. And then of course we're going to have our founder's quote and our rant story and I'm going to try and expand the time for rat-a-tat-tat because we have kind of run out of time the last few weeks to really cover it, although those few tidbits which we have been able to bring to your attention are rather eye-popping. Today will be no exception. Let's begin with our Founders Quote, and once again, I'm going to go back to the Thomas Paine Well. That guy is just phenomenal. And how true this one is, particularly as it concerns the Western world, and particularly the United States of America, and the people who are illegitimately and fraudulently in power. who tell they are progressives, but they are really globalist communists. And in the case of Barack Obama, who's really in his third term, globalist, communist, radical Islamist. Thomas Paine, quote, our greatest enemies, the ones we must fight most often, are within. Unquote. there's an election coming folks you better gear up you better motivate your friends you better motivate your circle you better get involved remember these people have nothing to lose they know they're guilty of all sorts of high crimes and misdemeanors including treason and they know what the penalties for that are they have nothing to lose by continuing the criminal activities the election fraud and all the other games they have played in the past if they succeed gee nobody is going to hold them accountable and if they don't well, they could have a really bad day. If you were them, what would you do? And now for our ranch story. So we have had just hellacious winds in Wyoming over the last week. I mean, wow, even for Wyoming. 80-mile-an-hour, maybe 90-mile-an-hour gusts on the ranch. Fortunately, we had a big storm about two years ago. Leaves were on the trees. It was early in September, and it took down kind of all the weak trees and all the weak branches. Took us months and months and months to clean up the mess so we haven't had a lot of problem with trees coming down I'm knocking on wood because this wind is continuing but the wind was so strong, we have a big power pole, well, not big, 24 feet, quite near the house, oh, maybe 20 feet away, and it really is a support pole for the wire that runs from the power company's pole to the house, because it's kind of a long span. And I drove up, I'd been in town doing some stuff, and I drove up the other evening, this is two nights ago, and in the headlights, I see this power pole, like, leaning across where the driveway ends next to the ramp. House. I mean, literally almost 45 degree angle. And the only thing holding it up was actually the wire it was supposed to be supporting from the power pole of the power company to the power inlet to the house. Well, You know, all sorts of bad things can happen, particularly since we have a rather dry winter, brown grass, and dormant trees burn rather quickly, kind of like kindling. And a down wire has been known to start fires, not to mention no power to the house if the wire collapses under the weight of the power pole that it's now holding up. So, in the dark we kind of jury rigged a little makeshift stabilizer. We actually took a dolly like you would use at a store to move a box and used it as a wedge on one side of the pole, the leeward side of the pole. And on the windward side of the pole, we moved one of the ATVs, attached a long extension strap to the winch and kind of winched the pole into a somewhat semi upright position the pole in the meantime now kind of supported behind and kind of supported on the windward side is waving in the wind like you know somebody waving at you across the expansive field of a stadium or a meadow if it wasn't so shocking it would have been humorous Sometime in the next 24 to 48 hours, the power folks are supposed to be out, and this is really where I'm getting to with this story. The rest is just kind of an amusing, wild, remote, extreme weather condition story. But, you know, I'm kind of a scavenger, and I'm kind of a pack rat. And people laugh at me all the time because I tell them, don't throw that away put that over there let's have a pile of scrap metal let's have a pile of this that or the other let's keep all those old nuts bolts nails you name it and let's keep little scraps of wood you'll never know when you can use them and that includes power poles which the power company comes out and takes out of the ground from time to time and replaces on their lines we never let the power company take those poles away we stockpile them. we probably have eight to twelve big monstrous treated power poles stacked up down in the barnyard well guess what the cost because the pole that was blowing over is kind of on our private line the power company won't do it we have to have a private contractor do it who knows electricity which i gotta tell you i don't know and i don't love But they were rattling off the costs on the phone, you know, $600 for a pole and then they're going to have to bring their extension truck out and that was going to be $200 an hour and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we have a reach lift and we have a man platform for it. So that took care of them having to take their extension truck out here. We'll run our own equipment. We'll put them up in the air. They can do their thing and all is good. And those power poles that everybody laughed at me over telling you to put over there in the corner in a stack, well, one of them is just perfect. We're gonna cut off the top of that 36 foot power pole. We're gonna use the treated base. To stick in the ground the contractors bring out a big which we don't have 18 inch auger and there we go we're going to pay for a couple of good electricians we're going to pay a little bit of fuel for the reach lift moving the power pole and the man basket over here and we're going to rebuild that power pole along with them for a fraction of the costs that we would have incurred in any other condition and if we weren't good ranch Rats. So, the moral of this story is, sure, there's certain stuff which is absolute junk, right? The old Barbie dolls, well I guess actually they have value now, I have no idea. A bent screwdriver, a broken wrench, and they need to go somewhere else. But all those things which have possible utilitarian use, sometime in the unknown future, because stuff happens... Those are things, and I don't care whether you live in suburbia, or you live in town, or you live on a ranch or a rural acreage. Those are things you might want to think about creating some kind of, in the case of metal, protected, and in the case of non-metal, at least sheltered, space and organize and keep because one day they may save you a lot of money they may afford you the ability to effect a repair that otherwise you can't affect because materials simply aren't available at that particular period of time because of all sorts of factors beyond your control particularly with the storm which unfortunately i think We are in the beginnings of on a global basis. So the moral of this story, folks, is somebody's junk is somebody else's treasure, and make sure that you have your fair share of treasure. All right, so let's say you are, as most people are, the owner of a small lot, an acre or two in a rural subdivision, or a quarter acre or half an acre or similar type Piece of land with a home in a suburban type setting. Or perhaps you are an owner in a city where you have your normal eight to 10,000 square foot city lot. Or perhaps you're an owner in a zero lot line townhome or some type of condominium complex, right? Under even a condominium lies the land. Last week we discussed what government is doing to deprive larger landowners, although it applies to all landowners, but larger landowners of their Property. Remember, they are the upper tier, and these smaller parcels are the lower tier as we work our way down the inverted pyramid. There are a zillion ways. We can't cover them all in this show, but I'm going to give you a taste today. You need to do the research. If you know what they can do, you can prepare. You can keep your eyes open. You can, along with your community, your neighborhood, your town, your city, your subdivision, raise holy hell to block the implementation of these policies designed to attack the utility and the economy, and your therefore your comfort, your enjoyment, and your ability to own your property let's start with the basics utilities right we need roof we need heat we need water we need fuel etc well the first thing they can do is screw with the cost and of course this is all about climate change folks and it also has to do with inflation which they caused and it's not just cost understand that utilities can be shut off they can shut off your water your power your gas other city services which are important to your little piece of land with your house they can under the guise of something else going wrong some type of emergency you know affect the purity the usage of those utility sources you know the amount of power available when it's available brownouts blackouts water quality and water availability if you live in certain parts of the country or if they want to just make up an emergency no matter where you live sewer you know it kind of gets uncomfortable living in a place where you can't flush the toilets This is Reed Lance Rosenthal, and obviously I've done a pile of research on this little series of personal financial preparedness I'm bringing you. And in doing so, I looked at a bunch of precious metal dealers. There's a bunch of them out there. Some are very good, but I think one of the very best BBB, A-plus rated, five-star rated is Harvard Gold Group. They have a terrific private direct delivery program, your house, your business, your investment accounts. They can help you set up your investment accounts to hold these metals. I negotiated, by the way, a $250 discount on your first order through them, which I think is kind of cool. And they have a lowest price guarantee, whether it's gold or silver and they will be happy to talk to you about that and how it works. So call them, 844-977-GOLD, or go to their website, harvardgoldgroup.com, and use the code R E I D. Read that's me, to get your $250 discount and some other goodies.
0: Are you a fan of the 1883 miniseries? Then you will love its partial inspiration. Threads West, an American saga. The number one national Amazon and Barnes and & Noble best-selling multi-generational epic saga of the American story in the West. Recipient of a whopping 37 national awards, including Best Historical Fiction, Best Multicultural Fiction, Best Fiction Series, Best Romance, and Best Western. You will recognize the characters that live in these pages. They are you. They are us. This is not only their story, it is our story. Threads West is written by Wyoming rancher Reed Lance Rosenthal. Lois Henderson, Chief AD Library Information Services, proclaims fluent and strong, sensual, evocative, and unforgettable. Compared to McMurtry's Pulitzer Prize-winning Lonesome Dove and Michener's Centennial, Rosenthal's epic masterpiece will rival even some of Louis L'Amour's best-loved work. called the Gone with the Wind of the West and Sackets on Steroids. Get it now. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Kindle, Nook, Audible, or the publisher. ThreadsWestSeries.com.
1: Virtually every lot in a city or in a suburb or in a residential neighborhood anywhere, the turnoffs are out in the street. The city, the municipality, the county, in some cases the homeowners association, usually, not always, but usually owns those cutoffs. Not you. And then, of course, there are the ancillary, very important ingredients to your comfort, your safety, and the value of your property. How about sanitation? What happens if there's no sanitation? In other words, no garbage trucks rolling down the street. Well, you can probably envision that. Not everybody is going to have a pickup truck where they can throw the week's garbage in the back and go out to the city dump, if they even allow you to dump it. You already see restrictions on what you can and cannot dump. And what about maintenance of all the public services, shall we say, that service your residential lot? How about snowplows? You know, fuel is too expensive. We don't want to be running snowplow trucks that are contributing to, oh, our incineration down the road. from climate change. We don't want to be burning those fossil fuels. We're going to use your tax dollars to buy EV vehicles. Oh, and they're not working right now. They're in the shop. So sorry. Can't plow your streets. Think about all the ways, either direct or indirect, that a municipality, a homeowners association, a county, a state, or even the federal government, because, you know, we could declare a national emergency, can affect the absolutely critical elements to your homes. Think about all the ways they have. Think about all the prohibitions now against Wood or pellet burning stoves throughout the country, particularly in blue areas. There goes one of those alternative sources of heat. Not everybody can put solar on their land or solar on their roof. Wind or other alternative energy sources might be precluded by, you know, covenants because none of your neighbors, they say, want to see a little windmill turning on the top of your roof peak. Think about the regulations that govern. Even at the time of new construction now, what utilities you can place in the building you're Putting on your residential piece of land. New York, California, Chicago. No gas hookups. You're just stuck with electric. Oh, never mind, electric is generated primarily by fossil fuels, at least at this point in time. And no matter that electric, the cost of electric is going through the roof, and no matter that the supply of electric is far less than the demand for electric, particularly if you put another couple million of EV vehicles on the road, too bad for you. Blackout, brownout. But you know, all this can be solved if you'll simply sell your place to us of course and move into our smart city it'll all be provided for you nothing to worry about nothing to fear think about the restrictions on water usage they can place on your residential track what type of landscape you can have whether or not you can have a garden how stormwater is used in many blue cities you're not allowed to collect water off your roof on the other hand you're charged an impact fee for stormwater runoff They get you kind of coming and going. All this affects the utility and the economy, the economics of your property. And, of course, they drain you through fees and they drain you through taxes. Let's talk a little bit about usage. Now, you have heard stories you may have experienced, depending upon where you are when you were listening to the show, an increasing number of subtle, and in some cases not so subtle, usage restrictions on your residential property, your residential lot, the home which is situated on your residential lot. Think about all the stories you've read about, gee, you can't put a sign in your yard, particularly, by the way, if it's a red-leaning sign. Or you can't fly the American flag. Or you're not allowed to have a garden, i.e. a garden that would sustain you. You're not allowed to store anything on your lot. You're not even allowed to build a little storage building to keep whatever you want to store out of sight. Think about my rant story. If you want to hold on to stuff because it might be useful later within reason, where are you going to put all this? In your basement? What if you don't have a basement? In your living room? Under the couch? Particularly in blue states. There are restrictions on how many vehicles you can park on the road, how many vehicles you can have in your driveway. Now think about going one step further. You may only have an EV vehicle in your driveway. There's no street parking available for a fossil-fueled car. However, if you have an EV, you can park one on the street. Do not believe, folks. Get out of your normalcy bias. Think outside the box. Do not believe for one minute this can't happen. It is happening. It's happening in Europe, other areas in the Western world, big cities in Canada, and blue cities in the United States. And with the demographic shift in the United States, number one, the aging of the population, burgeoning number of younger people, even with a declining population, you know, 10 million new illegal aliens. Don't think for one minute that you can't see these kind of restrictions in red states or what you thought was a red community. And usage goes to other aspects of your residential lot and whatever buildings happen to be on it and that's to Economics. In other words, how can you use your home? Who can you sell your home to? You know, many places in Europe now restrict sales of property to foreign investors or foreign buyers. You've seen that movement in red states, particularly against Chinese or certain nationality buyers, which, by the way, I happen to applaud. No sense selling your land to your enemy, particularly when it's next to your military installations or grows food for your population. But it's not a far stretch for those restrictions to be. applied in other ways. Let's say you can't sell your house to a white person. You can only sell to a black person or a person of color. Let's say you can't sell your house or your residential lot to somebody from a red state if you live in a blue state. Or, listen, it's possible, somebody in a blue state if you come from a red state. Because, you know, we don't want those political demographics changing. Folks have to stay in power. You know, it's very important. Can you rent your property? Are the rentals limited on a short-term basis, like BNBs? We discussed that a little bit last week. There's many areas in the country, particularly blue areas, which are now trying to restrict short-term vacation rentals. This has a meaningful economic impact on your property rights, right? This whole thing I'm talking to you about for the last three weeks and this week is about your property rights, private property rights, the foundation of Western civilization and capitalism which, of course, is why they're under attack, not to mention greed. They want to own it all. They want you to rent it from them. Think about all the rent control that are being implemented across the country, particularly, once again, for now, in blue areas and blue cities. And it's been a slow boil of the frog. There's been rent controls in some of the bigger cities, certain areas of New York, certain areas of L.A. and San Francisco, for many years. But now they're screwing down, shall we say, they're torquing the screw, right, as they compress their attack on private property rights at each level of the inverted pyramid. I gave you the examples of you can't evict anybody in California not for the last four years, just just in the last few months. Can you actually evict somebody who hasn't paid you for the last four years? Let's say they... Make a condition. Oh, you know, you can rent your property or you can rent a portion of your property or you can do X, Y, Z with your property if you take in another family. If you take in an illegal alien, you know, those poor 22-year-old military-age males who are coming here for a better life because they're persecuted and they're from China or Iran or, or Russia. In other words, you can rest assured and you'll see it start first. By the way, just as it has in Europe in certain locations, a forced sharing. You know, you live in that 4,000-square-foot house there in town. You don't need 4,000 square feet. There's only two of you, or you only have one kid, or whatever the excuse happens to be. How selfish of you. You need to share your wealth, right? Your living space needs to be redistributed, and you need to take in X, Y, and Z in the form of roommates, forced roommates. Oh, but we're the government, so we're here to help you, and we're going to give you a little extra money every month for housing these folks back east you've already heard the stories right i mean throughout new england new york pennsylvania where politicians are pleading with people oh please take in an illegal alien Share your home with an illegal alien family or an illegal alien military age male, I guess. I don't know. Well, folks, it's just a one little step down that slippery slope before they say, oh, you won't share? Well, let me tell you what we're going to force you to do. If you want to keep your house or you want to keep your property taxes down or you don't want your water cut off or you don't want to pay a usage impact fee because you got too few people in too much space, not efficient, you know, this housing shortage that we have. You don't think this isn't all tied in, folks, do you? I mean, you don't think this is all like pre-propaganda. And how are they going to enforce all this stuff? Well, look at what the government has done particularly since Barack Obama was elected to his first term. Because they're restricted by that pesky document called the Constitution, and the right to a business, the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness, is protected by that horrible, antiquated, we have to get rid of it, we have to change it document. They get other folks to do their dirty work for them, NGOs, or banks, you know, shut off the banking account or the financing to certain industries, guns, coins, fossil fuels, whatever it happens to be, whatever the flavor of the control day is happens to be. And of course, if you couple that with a CBDC, a digital currency, and a social credit score, well, I don't need to spend time on the show to kind of let you paint the picture of that potential nightmare. You won't share your house Well, down goes your credit score. Too bad you can't buy fuel to leave your house this week. Remember, comrade, we're all in this together for the collective. I'm going to pause here for just a moment because some of you are probably sitting there going, wow, this guy is whacked. This could never happen here. Let me correct you. This can happen here. This will happen here. And the only reason it won't happen here is that pesky Constitution document and people willing to stand up and protect it, and enforce it, and to say, no, I will not comply, as a mass group, and on an individual basis, because they have many ways to enforce this, right? They can fine you. They can raise your taxes on an arbitrary and capricious basis, you know, different than your neighbor, who is cowering and complying. And by fines, I don't mean, you know, $5 a day. There are documented cases, you can Google them up, of people who built really kind of small ponds on their property, water impoundments. And after the fact, the EPA and or another government agency came in and said, you didn't do it right, or you didn't get the right permits, or you notified us, but you didn't notify us in the right manner, and you need to tear that out at Oh by the way, the fine is thirty thousand plus dollars a day. I'm not making this up for every day since you've constructed that pond. So give us our check and fill in the pond. Now I'm using that as an example, but you can apply that to anything. And just like they used banks, you know, Operation Choke Point, Eric Holder, Obama's wingman his brainchild, as they are then and as they are now on an increasing basis. Or insurance companies, you know, they just make it impossible to obtain insurance, which makes it impossible to obtain financing. Or they make insurance so expensive by regulating the insurance companies or forcing them to comply. That you can't insure your home which kind of creates a little bit of stress on your part in other words they attack the utility and the comfort factor of your smaller property in a less rural setting and they have lots of folks who will do this i mean there are plenty of people in the blue areas who just love to be control Nazis. Think about the people screaming at you because you don't have a mask on. Uh, You know, think about the local health coordinators, even in red states, folks, like Wyoming, who came from somewhere else or who were indoctrinated at college. Everybody has to wear a mask. Never mind that masks have been proven to do just the opposite of protection, except in certain circumstances. I mean, did these folks ever read Fauci's own paper, his 2008 paper on masks in the flu pandemic of 1918? Did they ever research the fact that the Army Surgeon General back in 1918 actually forbid, after a while, when they figured out what was going on, which was the masks were causing the viral pneumonia, which was a byproduct of the flu, which was the cause of 90% of the deaths in the pandemic. He actually forbid the military to use masks I digress a little bit, but I'm trying to give you an example of where the enforcement of all this, you're shaking your head, nonsense might come from. Think about your HOA, folks. Everybody, or just about everybody, this is not universal, but it's the majority. Everybody who is associated with an HOA, who's had experience with an HOA, knows that on the HOA are some HOA Nazis. I mean, they absolutely will come get you if there's a leaf in your property. They are perfect. It reminds me, in a way, and don't think that these could not be formed in the future, of in Mayo Taesung's China, and I brought you the history of that, go into the archives, and Stalinist and Leninist Russia, I brought you that history, go back in the archives. They formed local party committees, and the local party committee would monitor everybody else, tell them what to do, and report dutifully back to the higher-ups in the government if they found somebody who said, I will not comply, and bad things would happen. And of course, the feds have their lever of money because local governments, state governments, county governments, are all, not all, 99% are on the federal teat one way or the other. They get grants, they get funding, they get matching funds, and the feds will say, you know. In those subdivisions you got there in your county or in your town, we'd like to see this happen because of an emergency, of course, we're all going to incinerate, or health, or whatever they want to make up at the time. And they'll say, if you don't enforce this, quote-unquote, unspoken, unwritten regulation, we're going to cut off your funding. So don't think that there isn't many mechanisms for them to enforce whatever nonsense edict they want to impose and whatever attack on your private property, the economics of your private property, and the utilities, of your private property that they wish to foister in their continual slow boil of the fraud. The fraud, of course, being you. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal, and obviously, I've done a pile of research on this little series of personal financial preparedness I'm bringing you. And in doing so, I looked at a bunch of precious metal dealers. There's a bunch of them out there. Some are very good, but I think one of the very best, BBB... A-plus rated, five-star rated is Harvard Gold Group. They have a terrific private direct delivery program, your house, your business, your investment accounts. They can help you set up your investment accounts to hold these metals. I negotiated, by the way, a $250 discount on your first order through them, which I think is kind of cool. And they have a lowest price guarantee, whether it's gold or silver And they will be happy to talk to you about that and how it works. So call them, 844-977-GOLD, or go to their website, harvardgoldgroup.com, and use the code REID, that's me, to get your $250 discount and some other goodies. Hey, listeners, this is Reed Lance Rosenthal, your host of On the Right Side Radio, and I have a message for you. Do you want a business? Sell a product? Provide a service? Have a message you want to get out? Do you believe in freedom, the Constitution, and America? Here's your opportunity to reach 69 million sets of ears in scores of markets around the country, including five of the top 10 and 15 of the top 50 markets in the United States of America. Very affordable, very flexible, 30 and 60 second packages available. Give your business a boost and help America get the truth. Call Francis at Media Airtime at 602-300-8250, 602-300-8250, or write Francis at MediaAirtime.com. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-S at MediaAirtime.com. Thank you. Let's continue. Think about restrictions on transportation. Let's say you live in a rural subdivision 15 miles from town. And let's say, put aside CBDC, social credit, being able to buy fuel because you have the wrong score, all that kind of stuff. Put that aside. Let's say they say that you can only drive your vehicle because of, you know, climate change. And you still have a gas car. You didn't get an EV. You can only drive your vehicle 50 miles a week. Well, gee, if I do the math on that, you can go to town once a week, you know? I guess you better schedule your doctor's appointment, all the school stuff, your dentist, and your groceries the same day. Now that affects economics and that affects enjoyment and that affects the utility of your ex urban or small rural property or Rural subdivision. And of course, they can just not have the money or not want to spend, not want to expend those fossil fuels or whatever they come up with, or their EV plow trucks aren't working. And they just can't plow that 20 miles into town in the winter if you happen to live in a northern latitude. So, you know, they don't have to do any restrictions. You just can't get there. Think about the restrictions in many towns and cities right now where you can't have like a hedgerow in front of your house that obscures visibility of the house never mind your privacy but now they're kind of telling you what you can and can't plant and listen certain rules are important you don't want to be able to plant noxious weeds which can spread all over the earth those of us in the west who deal with russian spotted knapweed and leafy spurge and i can go down the list of other noxious weeds these were all imported nobody intended them to take over vast landscapes ruin pastures and have incredible detrimental economic effects but they do But you can't plant a hedge in front of your house in a town, really? Or, you know, we don't like these trees anymore because there's too many leaves and it's too costly for the city to clean them up in the services they're supposed to be providing you. So we're going to take all the trees down along your street. Well, you know, that's kind of disconcerting. goes right to the comfort, and by the way, the value of you and your property. So this is just a taste of what is being done and what could be done very cleverly as a subterfuge kind of behind the scenes by others so it doesn't look like government's doing it and they will employ and they are employing folks in other countries and in left-leaning areas around the united states and canada these tactics right now your job is to stop it before it gets implemented and if by some chance they sneak in its implementation which you know folks have been known to do in the government it's your job to band together and Get rid of it. Next week, we're going to have the final installment on their attack on your private property rights. And that is the point of the pyramid, your front door. And as for the rest of the story, the rest of the story is that I have just barely scratched the surface of the three levels of the inverted pyramid of their theft or their intended theft of your private property rights that we've discussed so far. On the website are a number of links and articles you can research from there, you can use those, you can use them as a foundation, I suggest you do so. This is all kind of part of our financial preparedness series we're doing for you too because nothing is more important to your finances, or should I say very few things are, than your private property, than your real estate. For many of you, for many of us... That is the largest single asset you own or will ever own. I suggest you be able to recognize what is happening, that you open your mind to the possibilities, and that you acquaint yourselves with the telltale signs so that you can nip their attempts to steal your land and steal your house in the bud. Now, let's do some rat-a-tat-tat. Next week, I'm putting it off one week, we're going to do our election fraud segment. It's going to be a big segment because I've been researching it, and boy, is it a mind-blower. But we're going to hit a little bit of it here in this rat a tat tap because you know, there's all sorts of ways to interfere in the election process. As the Democrats say, oh, it'll be the end of democracy. Well, number one, we're not a democracy, we're a representative of a republic. And number two, those who cry loudest are those who are the perpetrators. And what they do is insidious. But you'll see that here in some of these rat-a-tat-tats. Let's start off with something that ties right into our private property and financial preparedness series. So there's this New York couple. Two million bucks bought their dream home. This is like four or five months ago. And guess what? They found out when they went to move in, there was a squatter in the house. And because of the, shall we say anti-private property laws, which exist and are evolving in the blue states, this is New York, remember, they still have not been able to move in because of the squatter's rights, you know, the non-property owner's rights. Joseph and Susanna Landa is their name. They bought the house in October. They still have not walked in the front door or moved their furniture. Think about this just a little bit, folks. And then we have the folks who willingly walk into the trap, right? There's a Massachusetts couple. Oh, good woke couple that they are. They volunteer to pitch in to help with the overwhelming number of illegal aliens, you know, because of all the sanctuary cities that have flooded into the Boston area. And they literally called, you know, whatever NGO or government whatever was saying, please take these illegal, these poor migrants in. We can't house them anymore. We have to take over schools. We have to take over gymnasiums. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, they called. Literally within hours, guess what? Four illegal aliens show up on their doorstep. And, you know, they, like some of their neighbors who, once they saw what they were doing, jumped on the bandwagon, too, are delighted so far. Because, wow, these illegal aliens are performing all sorts of household chores, like cooking their meals for them and cleaning the house. Can anybody spell kind of slavery circa 2024? I mean, the irony is friggin' unbelievable. How about some economic news? I warned you several months ago that lots of mm, not-so-nice lines, economic lines, are converging in March. So, just get ready. On March 11th, the bank term lending deal, you know, that kind of bailed out all the banks with their, oh, low interest rate bonds, which were worth less than their book value and affected bank capital, that expires. And all the banks have to pay back the loans they took from the Fed and take back the undervalued assets. And the Fed says they're not going to renew it. Also in March, the what's called the reverse repo which started off at $2.5 trillion a year or so ago. And it's kind of, shall we say, the reserve dollars for all the banks in the Federal Reserve to kind of pump into the economy. You know, liquidity, money stimulus, even though they say they're tightening. And that's going to run out in March. We're down to the last half a trillion. That's a lot of stuff happening in one month. And at the same time in March, we're going to hit the lag effect, the lag bite, you might say, of the 90 billion dollars a month that the Fed has been taking out of the economy was called quantitative tightening. So (laughs) you got kind of a triple whammy coming in March. Uh, Brace yourself. Did you know that food is now 11% of the average American household's budget? That's up considerably. You know, inflation's under control, but that's up considerably from just a year ago and almost double. Several years ago. And although everybody's jumping up and down about the soft landing and no recession and this is going to be wonderful and oh, isn't the economy great? Insider sales, you know, by top executives at major firms, well, they're skyrocketing. 12 to 1 is considered bullish, 20 to 1 is considered bearish. Insider sales at major public corporations of publicly traded stock is now at 150 to 1. I'll let you make your own inference. And amongst the people selling billions of dollars of stock is Jamie Dimon, chief executive officer of, you know, Chase Bank, J.P. Morgan Trust, and our friend Zuckerberg at Facebook, and our friend Bezos at Amazon. And by the way, as one other kind of little economic dot for you to think about, Macy's is closing 150 stores around the United States because of poor sales. And then we come to China and the Biden crime syndicate, along with Obama, I might add. So, you know, Bob Linsky, the guy who was the partner of the Bidens and has given just damning testimony, along with 40 or 50 other whistleblowers, he alleged that Biden enabled a lucrative business arrangement, which, by the way, infiltrated the entire Obama White House. You know, an influence peddling scheme, shall we say, or influence scheme by the Communist Chinese, I quote, I want to be crystal clear from my direct personal experience and what I have subsequently come to learn is clear to me that Joe Biden was the brand being sold by the Biden family and the Obama White House. Anybody ever wonder how Obama went from $700,000 net worth when he was (laughs) illegitimately elected president to close to $100 million net worth now? Hmm, how could that have happened? And let me tie this in for you. Pretend we have a jigsaw puzzle, and we have little jigsaw puzzle pieces. Let me give you some puzzle pieces that you can kind of fit together. The Inflation Reduction Act. Well, <laughs> cleverly named but misnamed. But guess who this is benefiting terrifically? Oh, that's right, China. It's basically become a double subsidy for China rivals to U.S. green energy. Remember how we were sold that this was going to create oh, so millions of green energy jobs here in the United States? Oh, it's just going to be terrific. Well, it's creating millions of jobs. Some of them are American, but many of them are Chinese. And in fact, it's so lucrative, this hundreds of billions of dollars of subsidies, which are going to the solar and the wind and the etc. industries that is part of this Green New Deal, it seems that there's a number of Chinese companies moving factories here because, you know, they have to get their little fingers in the till and it's most obvious in solar. So there's First Solar of Ohio, that happens to be an American company, which is expanding because of the IRA. But China solar companies and their powerhouses, Trina, JA Solar, Longi, and Canadian Solar, which by the way is cleverly named by the Chinese to throw you off the track that is not Canadian, it is Chinese. They are investing in buying land in Oh gee, isn't what we're talking about? Buying land in and building facilities in Arizona, Texas, and Ohio. Basically, four Chinese companies to one American company are getting our tax dollars to expand their business, to use their products, and build their stuff to sell back to us. I want you to think about it just for a moment. Let's go back to that story I brought you just before this. Oh, that Chinese money... That influence peddling, that bribery of Joe Biden, I'm sure this has nothing, one has nothing to do with the other folks. And the senators that were deceived on this, primarily Joe Manchin of West Virginia, he's crying, he's wailing that China was not supposed to be on the receiving end of all these production perks. Oh, well, Joe, too bad you trusted your own party, huh? By the way, this also extends to two Chinese EV battery makers, Gorton Tech. they happen to office in the Silicon Valley, how comfortable. Maybe they got all their deposits out of Silicon Valley Bank. Who who knows, you know? And contemporary Amperex technology, known as cattle, C A T L, all caps which is a portfolio company of BHA Partners, guess what? The Chinese private equity firm that Hunter Biden got lots, like millions, of dollars for. And they both have plans, both those companies, to build facilities here in the United States because of the IRA and the yummy U.S. taxpayer dollars which will flow to their coffers. And let me give you another little puzzle piece in this clever Chinese scheme and traitorous actions of the top officials of our government. So as you know, TikTok, is a Chinese social media influence peddler. I mean, it is a propaganda arm of the CCP. That's why there's been so much talk about banning it. That's why Biden himself said he was going to ban it. Nobody was going to be able to use it. The government wouldn't use it. Well, you know, it just so happens, huh? They must have forgotten that they're on video saying this because his re-election campaign announced a week ago Sunday that it had joined TikTok. That's right. It's going to be an Important arm of the campaign folks and this is the same administration that banned the app completely from federal devices over the vocal concerns that it was a national security risk it was being used by the CCP to harvest American user data and at the same time very quietly Joe is turning down the heat on China just as he is doing on Iran or should I say Barry in his third term is doing on his buddies in Iran I mean they talk the big talk but in reality folks Mm, it's just the opposite. Look in the mirror. Repeat with your family and repeat with conviction. I will muster. I will stand. I will not comply. I will never give in. I will never stop fighting. I will join with those in these United States and around the globe who love freedom as I do. And we will win. And yes, we will, folks. You bet we will. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Keep the wind at your back. I'll talk to you next week.
0: Please remember, if you've missed any shows, go to ontherightsideradio.com. Click on Show Archives and you'll find all of Reed's shows and a terrific array of informative articles, videos, and reference pages. We look forward to seeing you here again next week for another episode of On the Right Side Radio with Reed Lance Rosenthal.